0: Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So you get a minute, go over there, check it out. That's www.famousapple.com. And if you want to reach me, you can write to me at Jimmy. At famousapple.com or admin a d m i n at famousapple.com. How you doing today, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Good. I'm glad. Hey, I want to remind you. The nice weather's here now, and a lot of people have a tendency with the nice weather, to say, well, I'm not going to go to the doctor today because it's nice out. Or the guys look out the window, you know, and they see that girl next door. She's laying out, sunning herself in her bikini. And I think I'm going to stay home because she's going to be out there for a while. No, don't do it. And the girls are looking out, and there's the guys out there, and they're working on the house next door. Their shirts are off, and... They're they're interested in watching the guys working on the house. Hey, you know what? Your health comes before anything. Anything. You're disabled. Your first and foremost job, your first and foremost duty is to take care of your health. And I know so many people, they they say, well, you know, I hate it because I've got an appointment and it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and it ruins my day. Hey, you know what? I agree. A 2 o'clock in the afternoon doctor's appointment does suck. But if that's the only appointment you can get, you have to take it. (laughs) You're not on vacation. You're disabled. So nothing should take precedence over your doctor's appointment. I just wanted to put that out there because it happens. It it happens. And you know, here's something else to remember. Your doctor, if you start missing appointments with your doctor, your doctor can turn around and say to you, you know what, I'm not going to take care of you anymore. And then then you're screwed. Now you have to go out and find another doctor and start all over again. And what about your prescriptions? And I know you're going to say, well, I can call my doctor. We have a good relationship. They'll call in the prescriptions for me. Yeah, but your doctor's not going to call in the prescriptions for you if you start missing two and three appointments. And (laughs) <laughs> what are you going to call in and say, oh, I can't make it today? And I, Now, here, yeah, I want to tell you something. I heard I heard from a doctor that they got this actual excuse. I can't make it today because I'm sick. You're going to a doctor. <laughs> you're going to a doctor. You're calling in sick? Come on. Come up with a better excuse. But I just want to remind you that. And especially, too, if you're still going to physical therapy, if you start skipping physical therapy classes you can undo all the good you've done so far so just stick with it it's your health you have to take care of yourself i i've said it before you're the one who's responsible for your health the doctors and the therapists they're your tools but you have to take care of yourself and you're disabled you're not on vacation so this is your job this is your primary job is to take care of your health you do want to get better you know what i mean oh well, here's something too I want to talk to you about speaking of health. I got a, an update here from Medicare, okay? I'm just going to read it to you real quick. It says, Earth Day is around the corner. Are you doing your part for the planet? Here's a tip. Ditch the paper and go digital with Medicare. It's more convenient way to stay up to date with Medicare. Sign up by May 31st to get your e-handbook instead of a paper copy in the mail. The eHandbook is an online version of your trusted Medicare & You Handbook that you get each fall. We update the online version throughout the year so you'll always see the most recent information. Are you looking for another way to go digital? Visit mymedicare.gov. It's a free, secure way to see all of your personal Medicare-related information. Plus, you can conveniently view your claims and sign up for electronic Medicare summary notices. You don't have a Medicare account yet? It's easy to sign up. Just go to mymedicare.gov. That's just like the My Social Security account, and it's worth having. So... Go over to MyMedicare.gov, sign up for your free account. It's worth having. Get all the notices before anybody else. Stay up to date. All right, I have another question for you. All right, and I hope you're you're paying attention here. Raise your hand if you think there are no negative side effects to smoking pot. All right, do you think there's no negative side effects, whether you call it pot, weed, marijuana? Well, if you got your hand up, I got some bad news for you. We're going to get to that next. All right, put your hands down. (laughs) <laughs> Stop looking at your fingers. Yeah, you know, I grew up in the, I grew up in the seventies. I was a teenager in the seventies, and a lot of my friends thought they were John Lennon, and you know, all the other rock stars thought that smoking pot made them creative. <laughs> so there's a lot of pot smoking going on. But you, know, you always heard them say, oh, pot smoking is better for you than drinking. It's better for you than anything. It's all natural. There's no side effects to pot. And then you heard your adults and your, your school teachers and your school administrators telling you how bad pot is for you. It's a gateway drug and... All this other stuff and then you, know, you had the movie back in the 60s reefer madness well i hate to tell my friends but there are negative side effects to smoking pot or using marijuana and we're going to discuss that right now i pulled this report off the internet it's from inspire malibu and it says there are 11 negative side effects of using marijuana. The number of states with medical and now recreational marijuana laws is growing. No pun intended there. <laughs> it's therefore not surprising that with greater availability of the pot, the number of people using it has spiked. Despite the new laws and, and an avalanche of criticism, the Drug Enforcement Agency has decided to keep marijuana listed as a Schedule One narcotic. One major downside to this decision is the lack of information about the potential side effects of marijuana use. Because the federal government categorizes pot as having no medicinal value and a high likelihood of abuse, research grants related to weed consumption are sparse. Even with without a lot of research, though, experts do know that marijuana use is not totally consequence-free as it relates to people's physical health and well-being. What are the side effects of using marijuana? Well, I'm going to list them out for you here first, and then we'll go over them one by one. Number one is addiction. Number two is memory loss. Number three is social anxiety disorders. Number four is paranoia. Number five is heart damage. Number six is lung problems. Number seven is is low testosterone number eight is appetite irregularities number nine is risk of greater potency number 10 decrease in motor responses and number 11 poor decisions anyone that smoked pot okay knows that these these 11 side effects are true you know it you've experienced them so let's get into them here what are the side effects of using marijuana all right number one addiction There's long been a debate about whether pot is physically addictive and very little about whether it's psychologically addictive. Both are true, especially as it concerns to younger long-term users who started their habit on potent strains with high THC the psychoactive ingredient in weed. Number two, memory loss. A study that followed more than 3,000 American pot smokers over a 25-year period discovered that people who used weed on a daily basis for five years or more developed a poor verbal memory in middle age than people who didn't smoke or smoked less. Number three, Social Anxiety Disorders. A committee appointed by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine assessed marijuana usage data and reports that regular use can lead to mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, and even schizophrenia. Number four, Paranoia. A study conducted by at the University of Oxford found that the psychoactive element of pot, THC, can lead users to feel a sense of paranoia as a result of the changes in their sensory perception. Number five, heart damage. Though the stereotype is that pot mellows people out, it can also significantly raise a person's heart rate for up to three hours. One study found that people who use pot are 26% more likely to have a stroke at some point in their lives than people who didn't use pot. Lung problems. According to the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Institute, pot has a similar range of chemicals to tobacco when smoked. Long-term use, notes the institute. Increases the risk of serious respiratory issues such as airway inflammation, wheezing, and an increase in mucus coughed up from the respiratory tract. Number seven, low testosterone. High levels of THC found in many of the modern strains of pot do cause the body to produce lower levels of testosterone. Low testosterone can lead to sluggishness, weight gain, and a diminished libido, among other side effects. Testosterone levels generally return to normal when marijuana use is stopped. Number eight. Appetite irregularities. Cannabis affects cells in the brain that have to do with appetite. These cells which normally tell the brain that the body is full transform and cause feelings of hunger. This can lead to weight gain and there's also evidence that regular smokers sometimes experience the lack of any appetite unless they're under the influence of THC, which can lead to weight loss. Risk of greater potency. With lax regulations on marijuana products, certain strains of marijuana have incredibly high rates of THC compared to pot from just 20 years ago. Between 2013 and 2014, shortly after Colorado legalized recreational weed, emergency room visits doubled, mostly as a result of potent edibles. Decrease in motor responses. The National Institute of Drug Abuse reports that marijuana significantly impairs motor coordination and reaction time, which is a detriment most especially while driving, but can be a factor in other types of preventable accidents as well. Number 11, poor decisions. While there's been no recorded fatal overdoses as a result of weed, there's no question that many people think differently while high as opposed to when they're sober. This doesn't always lead to the best decisions, whether it's eating too much, getting behind the wheel, or deciding to stay high all the time. Will marijuana addiction become a problem? While marijuana is widely recognized as being much safer when compared to alcohol and other drugs, it can still cause many of the health issues described above. Most marijuana users will agree that they have experienced some, if not many, of these negative side effects at any given time. Now that marijuana is recently legal in many parts of the country, time will tell if if the most debated of these side effects, addiction, will become more serious than anyone expected. All right, that's the article. And I can say this, and this is just my own two cents, my own experience. I grew up in the Bronx. I had a lot of friends that experimented with pot. And all these people that say pot's not a gateway drug, I got to tell you, I think they're full of shit because everyone I know that ever got into a problem that went on to harder drugs, or actually died as a result of drugs, started out by smoking pot. No one went from you know, healthy and playing football and whatever, and just said one day, hey, you know what? I want to try a tab LSD. Nobody ever did that. They were smoking pot, and then they went, ah, you know, something harder. I'll I'll try some acid. I'll drop acid. And then it moves on from there. It's the same thing now. People smoke pot, they move on to crack because you're looking for that high. Once you start smoking pot, it takes you longer to to smoke, you got to smoke more pot to get that same high. So don't tell me it's not a gateway drug. And yes, it does become addicting. And if I'm going to be honest, I tried it when I was younger, much younger. I didn't like it. It irritated my throat, like it said. And believe me, it makes you paranoid because any little noise that you hear, you're like, who, what, where? I'd rather drink alcohol back then, which (laughs) wasn't any good for me either. But I just didn't like smoking pot. It it's just something that didn't sit with me and it didn't bother me if anyone else was doing it at the time. But I just remember the the few times that I smoked pot, the one it cost me money because you'd smoke pot. Next thing you know, you're buying steak and Drake's ring dings and <laughs> Yodels and potato chips and all this other stuff. Eh, I don't like pot. I don't. I don't want my kids to ever smoke pot. I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's good medicine for anything. They say it's good for people with glaucoma. It's good for this. It's good for that. I don't know. I don't see how treating someone with an addictive drug is good for them. For how long have they have they told us you can't use pots illegal? There was a reason that pot's been illegal and now all of a sudden it's the wonder drug i don't know i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i find something funny about it and what's even worse for the last 10 15 years they're telling us smoking is no good for you oh it's going to it's it's killing us and it's no good for anyone around us now all of a sudden it's fine to smoke pot what's the matter secondhand smoke from pod, is good for you why because you get a contact high i you know the governments they want the tax money that's what it comes down to i believe is they want the tax money i think if you want to use marijuana in a controlled setting like a hospital if it works it works but to to make it legal for recreational use you're going down a slippery slope because there's no way there's absolutely no way right now to tell how stoned somebody is If somebody's drunk, you can tell how how much alcohol is in their system. If somebody's high on pot, you can't tell. I just don't agree with this, this marijuana thing. But I've been known to be wrong before, so anyhow, let's move on. Hey, how do you feel about caffeine? Do you like coffee? Do you like your morning coffee? Are you one of those people that live for those power drinks in the afternoon? I got some information for you coming up here. We'll talk about that next. Ah, coffee. I love my coffee. I can drink coffee all day long. As a matter of fact, I even have a coffee holder on my wheelchair. I, I use a coffee, I, I use a travel mug in the house. So this way I can keep my coffee warm. I have a coffee cup here, sitting right here on my desk. That's it. I, I have coffee with me all day. I love coffee. I like the taste of it. I love, I love hot coffee. Some people love cold coffee. I can drink coffee, like I said, all day long. Doesn't bother me. Now, I have a study here from Medical News Today, and it seems that quite a few people love their coffee. And the title of this study says, simply seeing reminders of coffee can perk up the brain. It says a new study shows that seeing something that reminds people of coffee can result in a more alert and attentive mind. Many people turn to coffee for a quick morning pick-me-up as its caffeine content is well known for stimulating nature. Researchers from the University of Toronto wanted to see whether exposure to items that remind people of coffee had any psychological effects. As it turns out, the answer is yes. Sam Maglio, an associate professor of the University of Toronto Scarborough's Department of Management And Rotman School of Management, both in Ontario, Canada, wanted to explore coffee and its psychological effects, if there were any to be found. The study's results appear in the Journal of Consciousness and Cognition. We wanted to see if there was an association between coffee and arousal, such that if we simply exposed people to coffee-related cues, their psychological arousal would increase as it would if they had actually drunk coffee. Maglio explained. Psychological arousal is a term that describes parts of the brain getting activated into a state of alertness and attentiveness. This can result from many factors involving the neurotransmitters in the brain, emotional states, or caffeinated beverages such as coffee. Coffee and Psychological Arousal This research directly examined the psychological effect of priming in which small cues can influence the thoughts and behavior of people exposed to them. Specifically, the researchers wanted to look at how coffee-related cues can lead to psychological arousal. The team conducted four separate studies to see how participants reacted to coffee and tea related cues they discovered that those exposed to coffee related cues experienced interesting psychological benefits including thinking more precise in terms and feeling that time went by faster they they used participants from eastern and western cultures for these studies and they did discover a difference between the two populations researchers found that this effect was weaker in those who grew up in the Eastern cultures, which Macleod surmises may be due to having lived in an environment where coffee was not quite as commonplace. Caffeine and coffee. Caffeine is a natural occurring stimulant that is found in several different types of plants. These plants are used to create coffee, tea, and chocolate. Manufacturers can also add synthetic caffeine to other products, and it often shows up in energy drinks, sodas, and some types of food. Caffeine stimulates the central nervous system, which boosts energy and can make a person feel more awake and alert. Consumers of caffeine can feel this effect for around four to six hours. Too much caffeine can be a problem though, as it can result in insomnia, shakiness, dizziness, headaches, and rapid or abnormal heart rhythm. Also, some people tend to be more sensitive to the effects and must be careful to avoid consuming too much. Psychology and potential marketing efforts. Coffee packs a lot of caffeine into a small package and it affects our, our well recognized. The drink itself is such a pervasive image in Western culture, and it is interesting that simply viewing something that reminds someone of coffee could potentially have similar psychological effects as the drink itself. In North America, we have this image of a prototypical executive rushing off to an important meeting with a triple espresso in their hand, says Maglio. There's this connection between drinking caffeine and arousal that may not exist in other cultures. This type of research can have impacts when it comes to understanding consumer-related behaviors, and it could influence marketing efforts in the future. Maglio notes that the next steps for this kind of research would expand on association that people have with different foods and drinks and how that affects them psychologically. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right, we're going to stay on the topic here of coffee for the moment. and. You might be saying, why? why are we talking about coffee? Well, you know, so many things get taken away from us when we become disabled, because of medicine and you know things like that. And coffee, to me, was a staple. <laughs> you know It was one of my daily things. And for a while there, I, I didn't drink coffee because I was listening to everybody with their their thoughts or what they've heard from somebody. And I finally asked my doctor, my doctor said, go ahead, drink coffee. He says, you might want to try decaf or a half and half, but yeah, if you like coffee, drink coffee. So I started doing some research on it, and I wanted to pass this along to you also, all right? There was one theory that coffee may cause cancer. So I found this, it's in medical news today, and the title of this study is, can coffee cause cancer? Coffee is u- a usually popular drink, but many people are concerned that it may cause cancer. Others claim that drinking coffee offers health benefits and may even prevent cancer. So what does the evidence say? In this article, we examine the possible link between coffee and cancer and look at whether drinking coffee can provide any health benefits. Does coffee cause cancer? Cancer is a complex disease, and it is not always easy to To determine its cause. Researchers have investigated many different substances to find out if they increase a person's risk of cancer. Substances that can cause cancer are known as carcinogens. The International Agency for Research on Cancer reviewed more than 1,000 studies in humans and animals and did not find adequate evidence to indicate that coffee is a carcinogen. However, more research into the link between coffee and cancer is necessary. A 2017 study suggests that drinking coffee may in fact lower the risk of developing specific forms of cancer. An older study did sometimes find a link between drinking coffee and developing cancer. The cause was often smoking rather than coffee. People who smoke also tend to drink coffee. Why do people think it might cause cancer? Roasted coffee beans contain a substance called acrylamide, which is a byproduct of the roasting process. The IARC classify acrylamide as a Group 2A probable carcinogen. This means that there is substantial evidence suggesting that acrylamide can cause cancer in animals. However, more research is necessary to determine if it also increases the risk of cancer in people. Coffee does not contain acrylamide unless it has been unless it has come from roasted coffee beans. People who are concerned about acrylamide can choose an alternative type of coffee. Acrylamide also occurs in cigarette smoke, industrial processes such as making plastic paper and dyes, starchy foods that need cooking at a high temperature, for example, fries and potato chips, and food packagings and some adhesives in small quantities. People can limit their exposure to acrylamides by being aware of the cooking methods and not by, and by not smoking. They can roast or bake potatoes instead of frying them and toast bread until it is light rather than dark brown. There is also a link between drinking very hot liquids and cancer of the esophagus or food pipe, drinking coffee that is hotter than 149 degrees Fahrenheit may increase a person's risk of developing esophageal cancer. Therefore, it is best to allow coffee to cool slightly before drinking it, particularly if it does not contain milk. What are the risks? Most cancers occur due to the combination of factors including people's genes, environments, and lifestyle. Some key risk factors for cancer include smoking, being overweight, an unhealthful diet, drinking alcohol, sun exposure, workplace risks such as exposure to certain chemicals and radiation, and specific inherited genes, although it is This is relatively an uncommon cause. These risk factors combine to increase the likelihood of a person developing cancer. For example, someone who may have an unhealthful diet and not do enough exercise. Drinking coffee as a part of a healthful lifestyle is unlikely to be a health risk, but excessive coffee consumption can cause health problems. Coffee contains caffeine, which is a stimulant that makes the brain more alert and temporarily increases blood pressure. People who have heart problems may choose to avoid coffee if they experience heart palpitations after drinking it. Coffee can also cause acid reflux in some people and may irritate the stomach. Drinking coffee in the evening can disrupt sleep and a good night's sleep is essential to health. It might be beneficial to replace coffee with a decaffeinated version or herbal tea later in the day. Should people drink less coffee? Roasted coffee beans contain some acrylamide. Coffee drinkers can avoid the, ke- the chemical by choosing unroasted coffee beans, although these do taste very different. A variety of unroasted coffee beans are available f- to purchase online. The United States Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, recommend that Adults consume no more than four to five cups a day. The American Academy of Pediatrics advised that children or adolescents do not consume products that contain caffeine. Doctors generally also suggest that women who are pregnant or breastfeeding limit their caffeine consumption. However, the guidelines on on this vary and can be difficult to follow because of caffeine strength that differs. People trying to limit their coffee intake may wish to seek medical advice or cut out coffee and other caffeine beverages and products completely. If a person wants to reduce the amount of coffee that they drink, they should do so slowly. Cutting down on caffeine can cause headaches. Replacing coffee with tea, Decaffeinated coffee, water, or herbal teas can reduce the person's caffeine intake. Black teas and some herbal teas, such as green tea, do contain caffeine, but usually less than a cup of coffee. Are there any health benefits to drinking coffee? A 2017 study reviewed a wide range of evidence and concluded that drinking moderate amounts of coffee is generally safe. According to this study, drinking coffee may also have health benefits. The study compared people who drank no coffee with people who drank the following amounts of coffee each day, approximately four to seven cups, about one to three cups, one extra cup. The researchers found that all groups drinking coffee had a lower rate of cancer than those who did not drink any coffee. People who drank more coffee had a reduced risk of developing the following cancers. Prostate, endometrial, melanoma and non-melanoma skin, oral, leukemia. The study did not find a strong link between coffee consumption and the following cancers. Gastric, colorectal or ovarian, thyroid, breast, pancreatic, laryngeal, or lymphoma. Other benefits of drinking coffee include a lower risk of death from all causes and a lower risk of heart disease, liver disease, and Parkinson's disease. The researchers found that drinking three to four cups of coffee per day gave the most benefit. Coffee also contains antioxidants. These are substances that may stop or slow down cell damage. There is a need for more research on the potential health benefits of antioxidants. The takeaway. Current research suggests that coffee is unlikely to cause cancer. It may reduce the risk of developing certain types of cancer, but there is not yet enough scientific evidence to confirm this. As a part of a healthful diet, coffee is likely to be beneficial. Drinking up to four cups of coffee a day should not pose any risk to health and may reduce the risk of certain diseases. So there you have it. Coffee isn't bad for you. Actually, it may be helpful for you. So next time somebody says, don't drink coffee, it's no good for you. You can tell them, I I heard differently. I heard differently. All right, look, we've gone a little long on this segment. So we're gonna take a bit of a break here. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Uh, Mere shake of a lamb's tail. Okay, so I'll see you on the other side. An Apple Today is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, and there you're going to find connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You're going to find connections to our private chat board our private chat rooms you're also going to find that we're sponsored now by as seen on tv and there's a lot of products displayed on the page for you to check out so you get a minute go over there check out www.famousapple.com tell your friends about us but don't go until we finish the conversation let's get back to it and we're back Did you miss me? I missed you. I was looking all over for you, couldn't find you. Anyhow, (laughs) listen, we went a little bit long today, and I appreciate the fact that you stuck around for it. Uh, We're going to be back on Tuesday next week, and we have one more segment that we're going to do on coffee and caffeine i have a study here that shows the caffeine content for different types of coffee and that includes different places like seattle's best starbucks different types of roasted coffee the the caffeine content so it'll be pretty interesting this way you know what you're buying and i want to tell you one more thing i'm the type of person that i don't like anything that's not natural going into my body. And you've heard a lot on, in the news about this synthetic marijuana. And we just talked about synthetic caffeine. You know, I don't like, I don't like anything that's not natural. Uh, if you're going to use pot, if you're going to take pot or smoke pot or whatever it is, try not to use the this phony stuff because you don't know where it's made, what it's made from. Stick with the natural stuff. And as far as the the caffeine goes they said they use it in the in the uh the drinks the in the energy drinks coffee to me coffee has natural caffeine in it i find that better plus i like to taste the coffee plus it's a lot cheaper so a lot less expensive it's not cheap it's a lot less expensive so that's that's my that's just my thought and i want to just remind you of one thing too before you start anything or stop anything any kind of regimen they're gonna start or stop check with your doctor first Please, don't just do it on your own. Don't stop any kind of medication. Don't add medication. Don't start smoking pot without telling your doctor. And <laughs> I'm telling you, don't feel like a fool. If you're going to smoke pot, you're going to take that chance. Tell your doctor first because you don't know how it's going to mix with your, with your medication. Don't, don't take chances with your life. Please, I'm begging you. All right? Hey, listen, thank you very much for stopping by today. And I want to wish you all a very, very, very happy Easter. A very happy and peaceful Passover. A very, very, very happy holiday. Look, I want you to get out there, find the eggs, look for Peter Cottontail. (laughs) Have a great weekend, my friends. And one more thing. (laughs) I don't know if you realize this, but next week, one day next week, we are going to be putting up our 100th episode. That's right. 100 episodes of an apple a day next week. I'm not going to tell you today. Just make sure you check in. Our 100th episode. And it's all because of you. It's all thanks to you. Okay? So, share that day with us. Please be there. All right? Listen, one more thing to remember. Things can always be worse. No matter what, right now, there's somebody who wishes, who's striving to be where you're at. So things can always be worse, my friend. I hey, have a great weekend. Enjoy time with your families. Enjoy the holidays. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.